Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier From the Depths Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 8 The Traitor Another cold winter's day passed in 19th century London. Having failed to apprehend their commander's assassin, the enforcers had regrouped at the factory and overseen the dispersal of Beric's body. Astrid had stayed away. Her day was spent keeping tabs on Oscar on his journey to and from the theatre, whilst routinely checking the tracker Beric had given her as a parting gift. The handheld screen displayed a map of London, which could be enlarged to hone in on each and every street within the city. Little glowing markers indicated the whereabouts of each of the remaining officers, denoted by an identification code that meant nothing to Astrid. The markers had remained clustered around the factory from dawn through to dusk, whilst she had not ventured far from a cafe close to the theatre. Her anomaly detector had been dormant too, Little surprise, given the mole was surely busy keeping up appearances at the Enforcer's HQ. Having seen Oscar safely back to his hotel, not that he knew of her presence, Astrid headed south towards the Thames. Though London had been transformed from the city she'd known and grown up in during the 16th century, the river remained a source of comfort to her. The sound of the water sloshing against the riverbanks and docked ships soothed her anxious mind, and summoned the happy memory of the day the professor had agreed to show her past and future ages. Raised in England's past, Astrid was, she had learned, a child of the faraway future, sent back through time and orphaned in a distant century, her memory lost to her. It had been a long time since she'd learned of the childhood she'd once forgotten. She had revelled in the many times and places the professor had shown her, but now, Beside the same river that had once witnessed the start of their companionship, she wondered how it might be to belong to one time. Born in the future, raised in the past, Astrid pondered if she would ever know one time or place as her present. A vibration in her pocket broke her contemplation. She took out the anomaly detector and watched as the screen flared and pinpointed the source of the disturbance. It was nowhere near Oscar's hotel, nor his club, and it was a good distance from the factory. Why there? The Mole would not be foolish enough to give himself away so blatantly. Unless... It's a trap, she muttered to herself, and broke into a run. Swapping the detector for the tracker, Astrid watched as a small collection of markers began to move away from the factory. There were half a dozen of them, moving at speed towards where the disturbance had emanated. Astrid growled in frustration and increased speed. The site of the anomaly was a disused office building. The surrounding area, Astrid noted, was largely uninhabited, the perfect location to dispatch more of the dwindling numbers of enforcers without the local constabulary getting involved. By the time she arrived, the officers were already inside, spreading out to cover the entire building. 
there were three stories and a large floor plan to cover. Taking her blaster from its holster, Astrid checked the coast was clear and then smashed one of the ground floor windows. She found herself in a disused kitchen. Moving carefully across the carpet of broken glass, she flicked on the torch atop her blaster and slowly made her way towards the door. She could hear footsteps on the floor above and others some distance down the corridor beyond the kitchen. Six officers, she thought, and one of them a spy. She pondered how they had arranged for the anomaly to flare at what was presumably a chosen time and place. Some form of remote control? Or an ally outside the enforcers? There were enough opportunistic petty criminals on the streets of the city happy to take payment for some nefarious request, Astrid thought. Six officers. One spy. Moving into the hallway, blaster still raised, she checked both directions before moving off to the right. She tried a few of the doors lining the hall, but all of them were locked. More footsteps thumped above her. She turned a corner and found herself in a lobby containing a grand staircase, which rose from the floor to a landing where it divided itself into opposite directions. A torch beam panned across the wall next to the landing, and Astrid stepped back. It trailed down onto the staircase, then flickered up to the first story and disappeared. Astrid moved towards the foot of the stairs. A blast rang out somewhere down another passageway. She changed direction and ran towards it. As she snaked through the warren of corridors, she thought she could hear someone running nearby. Tracking the sound, she turned another corner and found the prone body of a female officer crumpled on the floor. She ran over and knelt beside her. Whoever had gunned her down had aimed for her face. The skin was blistered and raw. Astrid could barely make out her features. She paused for a moment, gripped by a feeling of guilt and failure, then rose to her feet and moved away. Five officers, one spy. A doorway had been left open some distance away. Beyond it were a narrow set of steps. She ascended and emerged into a large room on the first floor. It had been a storage area, with a few empty crates still stacked against the walls. There were two doors, one at either end of the room. Astrid looked down at the floor and followed a trail of footprints made in the dust. She moved across to the door on the left and threw it open, blaster raised. There was another large room beyond, dotted with desks and abandoned chairs. She began moving forwards. A floorboard creaked and she whirled around, certain it had not been made by her feet. Standing before her was Elwood, his own blaster raised. What the hell are you doing here? he asked in a gruff whisper. I picked up the anomaly, Astrid replied. I came to investigate. Another displacement grenade, Elwood informed her. Detonated remotely. No sign of 6049. Had he found this out for himself, Astrid wondered. Or was he the one who had detonated it? Who's with you? she asked. Morland, Wayland, Pearson, Hubbard and Stone. I found the body downstairs, explained Astrid. I didn't recognise her, but... That'll be Pearson, Elwood deduced. Did you see Morland? He was searching the same floor. Nice sign of him, Astrid answered. A heavy thud on the floor above drew their attention, and without a word they ran for the exit. Elwood led the way to the main staircase Astrid had spotted earlier. As they ascended, a call came from below. Elwood! Elwood moved across the stairs and looked down, his blaster at the ready. Stone, he said as quietly as he could. Any sign of him? The ground floor's clear, but Hubbard's gone. Gone what? Astrid hissed. Who's there? Stone cried, raising his blaster. It's Astrid, Elwood hissed. Gone rogue? Astrid insisted. Gone missing? 
Dead, Stone replied. Four officers, one spy. Use the back steps. Head for the top floor, Elwood ordered. We heard something. Stone nodded and moved away. Astrid began to ascend the steps, but Elwood blocked her way. What do you mean, gone rogue? Astrid hesitated over her reply when another blast rang out and Elwood was thrown forwards, landing on top of her. He rolled down the stairs and Astrid fired rapidly at the landing above them. There was no return fire. Wondering if Stone had doubled back, she aimed a few shots down at the ground floor as well, but again there was no response. She scrabbled over to Elwood. He had tumbled down onto the landing and was trying to crawl away. Astrid knelt beside him and saw tears in his eyes. He let out a cry of agony, but tried to stifle himself. Run, he whimpered. Get away. Astrid could not move. Guilt rushed over her again. She had suspected him. His pleading eyes were fixed on her. She lowered her blaster, took his hand, and placed a palm on his cheek to catch his tears. In a matter of moments, he was gone. Three officers, one spy. Astrid snatched up her blaster and ran for the top floor. She hurtled through passageways and rooms, checking every possible hiding place. Eventually she emerged in a large room dotted with pillars supporting an ornate glass skylight. The moonlight shone down on a body laying in the middle of the floor. Astrid approached with caution. It was stone. Two officers, one spy. A shot fired behind her and a shower of broken glass fell down on her from the skylight destroyed by the blast. She ducked to try and avoid the shrapnel, but in an instant was knocked to the floor. When the last of the glass had fallen, she opened her eyes. Morland was on top of her, his hands at her throat. Shut up by coincidence, did you? He snarled at her. You and your friend? Beric was a fool to trust you. Well, I know better. His hands began to tighten. You! It was you! Astrid spluttered. A look of confusion flashed across Morland's face and his grip slackened. What do you mean? You were the mole, Astrid spat. Not him, a voice said calmly from behind them. A blast hit Morland in the back of the head and he dropped to the floor. Wayland stood in the doorway, blaster raised. Me. His face was dripping with sweat, diluting flecks of blood on his cheek. Wayland beckoned for her to stand and she scrabbled painfully to her feet. I thought I only had five to deal with, Waylon panted. Still? Six is a nice round number. How did you know there was a mole? Beric was on to you, Astrid answered in a threatening tone, waiting for Waylon to drop his guard. Well, let's hope it was only you she confided in. Not that it matters. They'll all be dead soon. A gurgling noise sounded from nearby. Morland was trying to get up. Waylon turned and fired three shots in quick succession. Astrid dived for her blaster, snatched it up and darted for cover behind one of the pillars. She rose the gun to aim, but Waylon was too quick. He fired, and she felt a searing blast of heat. She dropped her blaster, took one last look at Morland and Stone, and collapsed onto the floor. The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier, From the Depths. An unbound theatre production, written by Dario Knight, 
and performed by Erica Sanderson with music by Kevin McLeod. Thank you.